Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Welcome to your Friday edition of the OBR Newswire podcast brought to you by Blue Chew and BetOnline.ag, both with fantastic promos going using the promo code BLUEWIRE. I'm your host, Jake Burns, coming at you guys on Friday. We have a plethora of things up on the site that I think you should be checking out over the past few days, especially film studies, one on Donovan Peoples-Jones, which we will go into more detail on the OBR Film Breakdown podcast that will also run today. And we also have a film room up today on AJ Green, and we're going to talk to John Stephenson, our film analyst at the OBR here, my colleague, about AJ Green. Um, You know, the player the Browns have committed a significant amount of money to as far as undrafted free agent dollars. And I think he's a, a particularly interesting player, so we will get to that interview in just a moment. If you have not had a chance to do so, also up on the website, our interviews, um, you know, questions answered through the interview and typed up and some analysis embedded um, but from Bill Callahan's time with the media today. Um, also his questions that were answered on Jedrick Will's ability slash comfort to fit on the left side of things instead of the right side. And then a plethora of other questions he answered about his history in the wide zone scheme that's coming to Cleveland and many other things that I think you will find particularly compelling about uh, how Bill Callahan will be able to, you know, implement what he does, what he teaches, and how he will handle the right guard battle and what that's looking like right now. Um, All of that information is out there for you. Should you choose to look that up, and we have some write-ups at the OBR. We'll continue to do more with the undrafted free agents in the coming week as we try to give you some video analysis of those players. Should be up next week if you're interested in looking into maybe Tony Brown, some others that the Browns have uh, invested some money in, and uh, Jared Mueller will be heading that up, so keep your eye out. But let's not waste any more time. We want to get over, uh, have this quick Friday chat, and uh, I want to share this interview with John Stephenson. John, I'm interested in AJ Green. You got a film room going up on him uh, today as we release this podcast this morning. And the Browns gave him some good money, right? They signed him to a free agent deal that included $145,000 guaranteed dollars, which is pretty high for an undrafted free agent. $130,000 base salary guaranteed, $15,000 signing bonus. Um, so, yeah, a, a good amount of commitment to a player that is, um, you know, somebody that you don't know whether they're even going to make your roster. That's quite a bit of money. So I guess my, my thing would be what do you think the Browns saw in A.J. Green other than the way to use A.J. Green to maybe stop A.J. Green someday and the name symmetry there that would be fun. But, uh, yeah, you're, you've studied him. What are your takeaways that there are reasons that they would sign this young man and give him this much money? So um, A.J. Green's um, he's interesting, you know, being in a, a UDFA. You, um, first, I, you know, I read somewhere that, um, that uh, those contract numbers you just gave were um, – you know, a record, record, I mean, I don't know if anyone's truly keeping track of this, but supposedly it's a, a record for a, an undrafted free agent um, in terms of guaranteed money. So that's something to, uh, that's something to take away from him. Um, but yeah, he, um, he has some good things he does. Um, he's, uh, 
first off, he's a, he's a really high character guy. I didn't know this until I really started digging into him before, um, you know, before I even touched the tape. But I guess in high school, he was a, um, he was like an, an honorable mention or maybe second team, um, all, um, all state in the state of Texas, all state, like academic player. Um, I want to say he was a, um, second team or first team, um, all big 12 academic, uh, performer too. So he's got some, uh, he's got some stuff going on outside and he, um, I, he's really big with the leadership too. So I guess you could say he'd be the, uh, you know, the character guy. He's been a team captain for a couple of years. Um, he won awards when he was a freshman and a sophomore before he was playing, you know, for being the practice player of the year, that kind of stuff. So he, um, he sounds like a really high character guy. Um, you know, from, from on the field, he's, uh, he's interested in that he has, uh, he has good length. He, uh, you really see it in uh, press, you know, he's, uh, he's got a nice little punch. Um, he, uh, you know, he uses his arm well. He has a nice little um, sort of snaps his hand out, pulls it back, um, you know, reloads and recocks. Um, he does a pretty good job mirrored. And I think that's probably, right now, that's probably the best part of his game. Um, you know, right at the line of scrimmage, we can keep his hips squared when he can mirror. Um, now he's going to, he has issues with that as well. Um, just his footwork, his, uh, his energy, he's a little too uh, frenetic at times, uh, a little too herky-jerky. But he, uh, he's a nice little press corner. He plays the nine route pretty well. Um, he's good at you know, sort of squeezing to the sideline, um, making plays on, uh, on fade balls. Um, his, his length helps there as well. He will play the ball if it's close. Um, you know, he's, uh, you can tell that he's uh, sort of a, how do I want to say this? He's a, he's a willing player in the field. He's not a willing tackler, but he seems like a guy that's um, yeah. you know, always in it. You know, like good energy, that kind of thing. Um, he, he looks a little faster than his, uh, you know, his testing times. I want to say he ran a four, like a 4.640. Um, he didn't have a good combine. Um, no, yeah. 4.62 and a 4.71. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. So he, um, I mean, he looks a little faster than that, but you can really see, uh, particularly when he gets in foot races, um, you know, play, post routes, things like that, um, receivers pull away from him. And when you, put in, when you have some reps, um, him covering uh, Jerry Judy, in the uh, Oklahoma game, and when when you watch him cover Judy, you can just, there's a noticeable difference in just the, the speed and the quickness of the two players. It's um, so I don't know. Projected him out to cover NFL uh, NFL receivers. I I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely sure either. I, I'm breaking down some of the clips that you've sent me, and I mean, I guess it's a system fit as much as anything. Maybe they see something about him that that aligns with the system that. That uh, you know, that Woods is going to bring in here. I'm not entirely too sure in terms of areas that you think he struggles in that are pretty obvious areas that he struggles in. What would you say are the biggest areas concerned that would stop him from making an NFL career? Uh, well, aside from the speed, he uh, he has a lot of issues um, coming out of breaks at the top of routes. When he has to break, there he holds. And again, if you uh, if you watch these clips, you're going to see even on his. Uh, even on his, his sort of his good reps, you'll see him holding a lot at the top. And I, I saw somewhere that he uh, he's had a total of maybe 14 or 15 on um, either pass interference or defensive holding penalties called on him through two seasons. So he uh, he holds like crazy at the top because he just can't match those um he can't match those uh, those breaks. So he um, probably just you know stiffer hips. I don't think he has the uh, the loosest hips from what I've seen. Um, so that's that's probably going to be the biggest. Um, he's got a lot of work to do with his, um, you know, his footwork. His zone eyes need a lot of work as well. But um, you know, right now, the the thing that really stands out is just every time he has to cover something, and uh, you know, the receiver breaks one way or the other, he's just he's all hands all the time. 
Yeah, I think you guys will learn a good amount from this film study in terms of where A.J. Green is. To me, like John said, he's a player who eventually maybe, if they get him in, can work on some things to loosen the hips, can clean up some technique things. It's entirely possible that they keep him around as a practice squad guy based on the commitment that they've given to him financially. High character, like John said, a guy who will come in and work hard, bust his butt, and maybe a shot in the dark that he turns into something down the line, maybe a fourth corner, uh, something along those lines. So uh, not, not, not a guy, obviously, most undrafted free agents are going to look at their tape and be like, oh, that's why that guy went undrafted. Right, it's not it's not a secret typically, but um, you look for little glimmers of hope. And and uh, he was a Jim Thorpe Award semifinalist. He's done some things. Second team All Big Twelve. Um, there's certainly some holes in the film. There, there's there's certainly some things that you would say, oh, that makes sense. Like I said, uh, but they can maybe use this young man in, in a scheme that can work for him, can give the Browns some depth. Um, you know, they obviously like him enough to commit, like John said, a, a heavy financial amount of money to him. So go on uh, the OBR, read about this player, and what we do is we post this film so that you can get an understanding for who these players are and make your own judgments. Don't watch the film and just believe what we're telling you. Um, you know, you can make your own judgment and ask questions and try to figure out what you're seeing too. That's the entire point of these film studies, not to push our op- opinion on you, <laughs> but let you use the stuff to formulate your own opinion too. So get on there tomorrow and check out the A.J. Green film, or well, it'd be today when this podcast released, and check out that uh, uh, A.J. Green film room. John, thanks for joining us, man, and thanks for the hard work. Always, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us, guys. Shout out to Blue Chew and BetOnline.ag for sponsoring this podcast. Shout out to John Stephenson for taking some time out of his Thursday night to join us. Talk about um, everything AJ Green. Hopefully you have a clear picture of who he is as you study his companion film study piece. So everybody have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us this week. Thanks for subscribing. Thank you for all that you're doing for the OBR. Hope you're enjoying the content we're providing. Again, have a great weekend. Until we talk next time, go Browns.